7.05 on your Wednesday. That can mean only one thing, the flagship show of the Employment Hour. This is where it all started on a Wednesday night so many years ago on this radio station, and uh, we're still doing it, still taking your phone calls, still enlightening people, and giving them knowledge. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sound. Lines are open. It is one talk toll-free if you prefer. You can email anytime uh, over the course of just under an hour, and that is help at employmenthour.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out ask us your questions a little later on the show we will get to some emails and the biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better that'll be our surrounding topic for tonight in between the phone calls and your uh, contributions as well so there you go two days away from the longest day of the year man it feels like it it feels like it's three o'clock out there here in toronto it is so bright loving every second of this how are you pal yeah man barely made it here on time was on the phone uh, pretty much till three minutes ago with uh, people about their employment law issues so I'm hoping to get a busy show going here and uh, talk to as many people answer a lot of questions yeah it was uh, I just got home as well we were at my uh, daughter's grade five graduation can you believe a grade five graduation pomp and circumstance <laughs> and, and awards and diploma you know what I got when I graduated in public school I got a freeze and a kick in the ass go back to class kid <laughs> That's yes. that's all you're getting. Yeah, Times me have too. And, oh my god. Well, you know it's okay. I'm sure she was proud and and good for good reason. I know your daughter. She's really smart, so there's no issues there. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know who the dad is. We'll figure it out one day. But uh, what uh, what do you got going on for the week that was, pal? Well, you know, Johnny, we're we're, we're joking, but we're uh, you know, it's nice for me to joke now because up until now, I've been dealing with some very serious employment mm-hmm. issues. You know, when usually people call me, it's not because it's a light issue. It's not because it's a uh, it's a simple issue. Sometimes it's you know big deals because employment is a big deal. We we spend so much yeah. time of our uh, of our life in in our job doing our job. And because of that, when things go wrong, it can impact everything. And a lot of what I do is I try to, you know, make feel people, uh, make people feel better by hel- helping them understand what the law does for them, how the law can help them. So take advantage. Call us right now with your questions, your workplace issues. There are solutions. The law is so good. The law is really good when protecting your rights. So don't hesitate to call us. Or if you want to reach out to me, like so many people do, off air. Happy to do that. Happy to talk to you. Just uh, just contact me. We'll give you that information throughout the show. But let me start with a couple of situations that came across my desk just over the past week or so. Uh, first one is a good reminder. A good reminder that short service employees, people that haven't worked for very long, still can have very, very substantial termination entitlements. Uh, I actually met uh, in my office with a lady that uh, had worked for a year and a half. Now, she had a uh, an interesting position. She was a, in a scientific role. She was a scientist. Hmm. Uh, way too complicated for me to understand. I'm just a, <laughs> a, a, a dumb lawyer. But uh, but she has a very specialized position. She worked for a year and a half, and she was let go because uh, the company she worked for lost a certain contract. Nothing wrong that she did. Now, the, comp- the company that she worked for paid her two weeks' pay. It wasn't even an offer. It's like, we're letting you go, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Here's right. two weeks' pay. So long. Farewell. Well, she and her husband met with me this week, uh, and I assessed her entitlements as being owed six months' pay. Now, I actually had to uh, explain this to her husband a number of times. He had a hard time believing how she could be owed six months' pay when she only worked okay. for a year and a half. Hmm. Now, here's the thing, John. She is owed that. And we've talked about this on the show before. When you're a short service employee, it does not mean that you get little severance or you don't get any severance. Not only is that not true, you may get disproportionately great, uh, greater severance or more severance. 
than employees with longer service. So just because she's worked for a year and a half doesn't mean she doesn't get much severance. And yes, she is owed six months pay. Now, in fairness, she had a specialized position. But even if she didn't, if she had a, a more average position, she still would have been owed maybe four months pay. You know, right. it may not have been six, but still something very substantial. So I want everyone there listening to, to remember this. You may not have worked for the company for a long time, but if you lost your job, you're, you have significant entitlements. Don't assume, oh, I work for a year, I get a week's pay, two weeks pay, mm-hmm. three weeks pay. It could be months, okay? So if that happens to you, uh, by all means, call us. We'll be happy to talk to you and help you uh, and remember that rule. We'll get to another situation here in just a minute. I want to move on to uh, Walter quickly. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Walter, good evening. Thanks for hanging on, fella. Oh, no problem. Actually, the question is not really about unemployment. I I got a great job. I enjoy my job. Mm -hmm. Our our company was acquired about two years ago from an American company, and it comes to vacation pay. Our old company would uh, pay you out if you didn't take the vacation pay, but our new company, they won't do it. They insist you take vacation, and I'm not really a vacation guy. You know, and I was just wondering, is that legal? Can they do that? Because that's really my money, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but a company does have a right to schedule vacation. They do have a right to to do that. Uh, and because it's a new company that kind of took over, there's not a history with this particular company of how you do things. So generally speaking, yes, I understand why that's not what you want to do. It's not how you've done things before. But an employer does have a right to schedule vacation. They can tell you, it can tell anyone else, you're taking vacation this year from this date to this date. Now, most companies don't do that. They let you decide if and when you take vacation, but they can. So if they're doing that, it's unfair, yes, but it's not illegal, unfortunately, Walter. Oh, oh well, I just thought I'd ask. You know, I was just curious about that. Absolutely. That's exactly why we uh, we do the show, my friend, is to clear up those misconceptions and things you might not know, even the small things about uh, about your employment over this hour. You want to call in 416-870-6400, star 640, on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Uh, Wito Watts, what else you got going on? So the first story I talked about was a reminder and that that even short service employees are uh, are owed significant entitlements. The yeah. second story is a reminder that you may have significant entitlements even though you've barely started working. So so mm-hmm. let me uh, give you this situation. I spoke with a lady. She was an engineer, and she accepted a new role with another company. She was actually recruited away from a company that she worked for, uh, and uh, she she signed an agreement with a probationary term uh, with a new company, but. When she started, she, she noticed something strange. There really wasn't a lot of work for her to do. And she was starting to get concerned about her job. She, she, you know, after a week, she noticed this. And sure enough, three weeks, three and a half weeks to be exact, after right. she started, the company contacted or brought her in and said, listen, we made the wrong decision. We thought we we're going to be getting this new business that never happened. Sorry, we don't have any work for you. We have to let you go. And because you signed an employment agreement with a probationary clause, mm-hmm. uh, we can let you go in the first three months without paying you anything. Sorry about that. Off you go. And again, she worked there for three and a half weeks. Now, they are right, okay, that because she signed a probationary term that allowed them to, to let her go in the first three uh, months, she, she's not owed any severance, really. But here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. There's an obligation on a company to, that when you hire someone, okay, to, to, Look after their best interest. What I mean by that is if you're being hired, it's assumed that you're being hired because there's work for you to do. 
Right. So you should be assuming if they're hiring me, it's because they have work for me to do. So I'm comfortable now leaving my job because right. there's work for me to do somewhere else. And I know I'm a good employee. They're going to like me, so there's going to be no issue. But if a company is negligent in believing that they have work and it turns out they don't, that's negligence. We call this a negligent misrepresentation. So they effectively told her, yes, come to us because we have work for you to do. It turned out that was wrong. Well, because of that, she lost something. She lost her previous job. So this is not necessarily a wrongful dismissal. This is what we call a negligent misrepresentation, but she's still owed damages. She could be owed damages worth a few months' pay. So if your company that you're going to work for made you certain promises, and then on that basis, you decided to take the job, you take the job and it turns out those promises were false, you may have entitlements, separate and apart from any, any wrongful dismissal or constructive dismissal or entitlements you have. A company cannot hire you with promises and then break those promises, or if it turns out those promises are false, if you lost something because of that, you have entitlements. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five. talk That number is toll-free. Moving on to Rob. Hey, Rob, thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in tonight. How are you, pal? Hi, good. Thank you for taking my call. I was, no worries. Uh, What's for- up? I was working for a manufacturer managing an apartment, and the organization was struggling quite a bit. So they brought in the sister company from New Jersey to help us. What they did is they ended up bringing in a woman that was managing the same department in Jersey, and she wanted to help me. But instead of helping, I felt like she sabotaged my work. She would send me emails, for example, saying, print the attachment in the email and then fax it off to this person. You know, things like that that were designed to slow me down. So she slowed me down like a couple of months, and then uh, they let me go, and they gave the job to that woman. Hmm. So the reality is this. The reality, Rob, is that them letting you go is not really illegal. They're allowed to let you go, even though she probably was after your job. There's, There's nothing illegal here per se. It's a question of what did they give you, what did they pay you when they let you go. So let's break this down. How long did you work there for? About a year and a half. Possibly a year. Okay. And uh, how old are you, Rob? I'm 30. So you you would have been owed around three months' pay. What did they pay you? What did they offer Two you? Two weeks. Two weeks. Well, well there, there's the problem. So it's not yeah. so much about her sabotaging your job or letting you go. It's about the two weeks versus the three months that they actually owe you. So right. that's what makes this a wrongful dismissal, the fact that you're owed more than two weeks' pay. Right. So, so now that we know that, by the way, did you... Did you Two weeks, but you wouldn't have had to sign anything because that's your minimum entitlement. Uh, so what I want you to do, Rob, is I want you to to reach out to me off air. Because you've uh-huh. been wrongfully dismissed, you have termination entitlements. I can help you get that. So contact me off air and let me help you get uh, what you're owed. Okay. What do, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Just uh, wait for your call or? Yeah, that's exactly it, Rob. I'm going to give you the number. Uh, you can write this down and contact Lior uh, after this, and that is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. I advise that uh, you do that as soon as you can. going to uh, get Tim in here quickly before we break. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hi. Um, I just have a hypothetical question. If a sure. company lays you off, and uh, they give you two years uh, pay, and they, they make you work through your severance to the end. They calculate how much time you have to, to earn that severance. You have to work through it. But the, the worker goes on severancepaycalculations.com and finds out that um, he or she's owed a lot more than mm-hmm. the standard two weeks per year, and you're working through that, and then you bring that up to your employer. How, do, how does that get negotiated where... Um, 
you know, you, they want you to work through your severance. So your employer is allowed to make you work through your severance. But here's the thing. If you're owed, I don't know, 10 months severance, and they give you uh, six months notice of the termination of your employment, that six months does count towards your severance. But in this example that I just gave, they'd still owe you on the back end another four months okay. pay. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so whatever notice they give you, if they give you a week's notice, a month, a year, whatever that period of time counts towards your severance. It counts towards it. And, and if they give you enough notice, that may be all you owed. But if there's a delta, if there's a difference, then once you're done, once you're no longer working there, we can negotiate that and get that for you. Okay? But if you leave before that last day, then you're considered to have quit, and then you don't get any more severance. So if, you're, if the severancepaycalculator.com uh, calculates 10 months, and they say 6 months, and they owe you 4 months, mm-hmm. uh, right. that's negotiated through uh, a lawyer. Well, if they don't give it to you, then yeah, you call me, I'll n- uh, reach out to them, send a letter, and we resolve that very quickly. Okay, yes. yeah, I see, it's clear, yeah. It's absolutely, that's how we do it. So if you're owed more, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a problem. But that notice that you got does count towards your severance. Tim, appreciate the call, and please do reach out, one 821 5900 Email is help at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break. Got a good start going here. Keep it up. We'd love to talk to you as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. It's the Employment Hour on your Wednesday night right here on Global News Radio. Monday night, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, you got the weekend shows and Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV on the weekend mornings as well. We are all over this. You want to uh, send an email along, it is help at employmenthour.com. And uh, we touched on it there just before the break. If you've never used it, even if you don't need it, just to check it out, see how it works. If it ever comes down the pike that you do require it, it's an amazing tool, severancepaycalculator.com. I think we're up to about three-quarters of a million people have used this thing and been uh, enlightened indeed. As we get our phone calls lined up here at the uh, on the phone lines, lots of open lines, by the way. Feel free to call in with your questions. would love to talk to you for the remainder of our time here. Biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better. There's quite a few of these, huh? There are there are quite a few of these, and you know, a lot of people assume that if an employer does something, they must know. Well, that's yeah. not always the case. Even large, sophisticated employers oftentimes, very often, actually get things wrong. So we want to talk about mistakes employers make, and, and in doing that, we can educate employers, but we can also educate employees that if they come across the, this mistake, this issue, they know that it's wrong. They know what can be done about it. So in between our calls, we'll talk about that. You bet. We just set the table nicely for that one, which we will get to first. Uh, Fiona, thanks for you for uh, for calling in. How are you tonight? I'm very well, thank you. Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Neil, thanks for taking my call. First of all, uh, concern sure. is I've been working at a company for just about under two years, and I went on a two week approved vacation. And on my return from vacation, I was my services were terminated as being services no longer required due to business changes. What are my rights? So uh, you've been there, sir, for two years? Just about under two years, 21 months. And uh, what kind of a job, Fiona, and how old are you? I'm 55, and I was in insurance. Okay. So you'd be owed four to five months of pay, potentially as much as six months' pay. So remember, the fact that they let let you go 
obviously is not a good thing and it's not something that's going to make you happy. But legally speaking, they can do that as long as they pay you what they owe you. So I've told you what you're owed. What did they offer you? They gave me two weeks, not even negotiated, just two weeks severance, and that was it. That's it. Here's your two weeks pay. Good, goodbye. Well, wow. let's go the same day. I yeah. actually returned to work, um, not being well, and attended the doctor the same day. So I was put on sick leave as well. Right. So on the day that I returned to work with a sick note, he had already determined that he was going to let me go. So I don't know how that exacerbates the situation. Well, it's it's possible, depending on the issue and how long you were there, that that if you were let go because of that that could be potentially a human rights issue over and above the the severance issue but even if it's just a severance issue the the difference between two weeks and five months pay is significant Uh it's huge so so that's the bad news but as i say the good news is that we can resolve this easily this is not something that's going to linger so fiona what i want you to do now that we know this now that we've we've addressed this i want you to reach out to me off air let's you and i have a, a private conversation and i can help you get what you're owed and i and i also want to find out more specifically uh, more specifics about your medical sure. condition and and the circumstances that you were terminated because again if it had to do with the medical condition that is another big problem for the company hmm. Of course, of course. No problem, Leo. Thank you very much for taking my call, and I definitely will reach out to you privately. Um, I was given your number, so thank you for that. Thank you, Fiona. Appreciate that, Fiona. Good call, and thank you for calling in again, just in case, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And moving on down here to, uh, to Anne. Anne, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Good evening. What's Hello. going on, Anne? Hi there. Um, You're on. Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, Good. Okay. What's, uh, what's your concern? So my concern is, um, sorry, my concern is it's actually not for me. It's for a friend, and she was off sick from work and that, and the company kept on paying her, um, but uh, and she has other issues revolving around a divorce and that, and now the company has terminated her employment, and. Um, they are requesting that she pays all money back that they paid that they paid for her salary because they're saying she went over her sick time. Can they do that? So how, how long or, or, or for how long do they want to be paid back? A day, a week, a month? Oh, like uh, like every day that she's been off uh, past the days that she. But how, how, how many days? How many days are they asking to be paid back for? It's almost a couple of thousand dollars. Okay. So the the short answer is no, they can't. Okay. They cannot ask. They they paid it to the extent that there's an issue on their end. It's frankly, it's their problem that they can't ask for it back. But here's what I suspect, though. I suspect that the real issue is not whether or not she has to pay them $2,000. I suspect the real issue is that they probably owe her a lot more severance than what they may have offered her. Okay, so she may not realize that the real issue she should be concerned about is not the $2,000 issue. There's potentially, I don't know, $20,000 or more that she could be owed by way of severance. Do you know how long she was there for? Not very long, but the question is, is they're not going to pay her her last pay. No, that, that is, even, here's the thing, even if she owed them the money, let's assume she owed them the money, they are yeah. not allowed to, to withhold pay uh, so they can deduct what she owes them. They cannot do that even if she actually owed them the money. That is illegal. That is a breach of the Employment Standards Act. So number one, 
she doesn't owe them the money. Number two, they're breaching the Employment Standards Act. And number three, I can assure you, with an employer like this, she's owed a lot more severance, even if she wasn't there for a long time. So, Anne, you, you made the right step by calling the show, but you need to make the next step, which is to have her call me privately so I can speak to her, get some more information, and help her resolve this and get what she's owed. Okay. One other question. Is it not sure. the employer's obligation to put on uh, pay stubs your vacation pay, and are they not obligated to pay statutory holidays? They have to pay statutory holidays, absolutely. And in terms of vacation pay, they don't have to add vacation pay on every check. In some situations, the employer will simply pay it out when you take vacation. So okay. some employers pay it out on every check. Some employers will pay it out when you take vacation. But the, one way or another, the employer has to pay at least 4% by way of vacation pay. Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Okay, I have your email address, and that's perfect. and I appreciate your information. Terrific. Wonderful, Anne. Appreciate the call. And again, one 821 5900 to reach out when the show is done. And for you to call in this evening, you still got plenty of time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That would be toll-free. Moving on to uh, to Bill. Let's get Bill. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good evening. I'm good. You guys? Good, Pally. What's, uh, what's your concern? Uh, like for about five or six years now, um, I'd go with my boss to like conventions and stuff and I'd work long hours, but he'd pay me just regular hours because he said like I'm on vacation almost like Vegas or we went to Thailand once, like <laughs> we went a lot of places. But am I, is that, how do I track the, like I've kept track of all the hours, but it, is it actual overtime hours or is it like a different kind of uh, situation? Good call. What? It's a great call. So, so it's, it's quite simple. If you're required to be there for work purposes, it's not a, a choice or, you know, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out there on vacation while I'm there. Hey, why not? I'll help you out a bit. If you're required to be there, then it's work. And if it's work, you have to get paid overtime if, if you work overtime. So it's as simple as that. If, it's, if you're, you happen to be on, on, on vacation in Las Vegas and they're there and you, you stop in for a while, I don't know. I guess not. You don't have to be there. But if you have to be there, it's like you're going to this convention in Las Vegas, uh, better than uh, in some places, but hey, still, if you have to be there, uh, they have to pay you for the time worked. And if you work overtime hours, they have to pay you overtime hours, Bill. I'm guessing, like I calculated about 200 hours he owes me then, so he might fire me if I, if I try and get those hours? He can't. That's, the, that's a great question because him trying to fire you or firing you or punishing you in any way for pursuing your entitlements is illegal. We call that a reprisal, okay, a reprisal. You cannot fire someone for, for them trying to enforce their legal rights. So it would be much worse for him. He'll take a situation that's already bad because he owes you money and make it much, much worse. So if he does that, that would be, frankly, a very dumb thing to do. You've got to reach out to me right away. Now, in terms of getting this overtime hours, Probably the best thing, if you can't agree to terms with them, is either I can send a letter on your behalf or you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Either way, you're going to get what you wrote. Okay? I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. No problem, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the call. You want to reach out, talk to Lior a little further. You can do that uh, when we're uh, we're not on the air. That's fine. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. We still have time here and wide open lines. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell or one triple eight two two five talk. 
That is toll-free. Yeah, biggest mistakes employers make because they just don't know any better. First one on the list is not understanding the difference between common law and the Employment Standards Act. Yeah, and this is such an important difference. And, you know, it's it's bad enough, of course, that individuals get this wrong and don't understand the difference, mm-hmm. but employers get this wrong. So for, for everyone's sake, employers and employees, let me explain this as best I can, okay? So we're talking specifically here about termination of employment. Now, when you're terminated, you have certain minimum entitlements that are outlined in the Employment Standards Act. So that essentially provides for a week's pay per year of services uh, per year of service. In some cases, it's two weeks per year, etc. That's your minimum entitlements. But I just said the word minimum. That's the key. Yep. Those are your minimum entitlements only. And every employee has much greater entitlements under what we call our common law legal system. Okay, and the common law legal system provides for much greater entitlements than that. It could be again a month per year, two months, three months per year. The factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. The problem is, and the reason why employers get this wrong, is you may go online and find the Ministry of Labor's website, and they'll say, hey, yeah, you get a week per year. So the employer says, well, okay, I'm going to let uh, John Scholes go. I'm gonna, he's been with me for three years. I'm going to pay him three weeks' pay, mm-hmm. not understanding that there's also common law entitlements that you have to deal with. Okay, And, and that's where the problems lie. Ministry of Labor misleads people, not deliberately, okay? They believe that their obligation is only to advise with respect to minimum entitlements. That is wrong. So you have greater entitlements. Frankly, those minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, doesn't matter. Who cares? What matters is your full entitlements, your common law entitlements. That's why you go to severancepaycalculator.com. It assesses and calculates how much you're actually owed, your full entitlements. And when employers get this wrong... They end up wrongfully dismissing people, even though that wasn't their intention, because they have the wrong information. So if you're an employer or you're an employee, now hopefully you know better. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Make sure that you either pay the employee what they're owed, or if you're an employee, make sure you get what you're owed. We're talking about the biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better, and we had reference to this already in the first segment of the show. Someone called in about a temporary layoff. A temporary layoff. Employers get this wrong. all the time. Employers often believe that, yes, we can lay someone off temporarily and we'll call them back maybe at some point. And if we do that, then all is fine. We haven't terminated them. We don't owe them any severance. No, that is wrong. Employers get this wrong. Employees get this wrong. That is wrong. That is false. Why? Because a a temporary layoff in the eyes of the law is a termination. It is. It's not something that an employer is allowed to do. So when someone's laid off temporarily, that person has the right to treat their employment as being terminated and require the company to pay them severance. So a company may think, okay, well, I don't want to let someone go. I'm going to lay them off temporarily, not understanding that in doing that, they've actually terminated them. The the only time an employer can can, uh, lay off someone temporarily is if there's an employment agreement that gives them the power to do that or if they've done it before and, and kind of gotten away with it. But if this is the first time the employee's been laid off and there's no employment agreement that specifically gives that right, that is a termination. If you've been laid off temporarily, you can treat that as a termination. You do not have to sit at home for however many weeks and hope and wait that they'll call you back. You can treat that as a termination. So employer or employee, very important to keep that in mind. We're talking about the biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better. In between the phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. 
and one triple eight two two five talk. That would be toll free, of course. Uh, the number one, next one rather is believing that they can change the terms of employment at will. Oh, we get this every week. Absolutely, and you know, yeah. in, in a way, I can understand that. I guess hey, I'm the employer. It's my business. It's my job. It's my employees. So I can change things. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in a way that may make sense, but no. That is illegal. Just because you're the employer, that's just because it's your business, does not mean you can make changes. Why? Because if you're hiring someone for a specific role on specific terms, you now have an agreement with them. And if you breach that agreement, there's consequences. So an employer does not have a right to change the job, to demote, to change the pay, to relocate the person, uh, to to change their their, uh, compensation structure. If the employer does that, that is a constructive dismissal. The employee can treat that as a termination and get severance. So just like an employee can't come in and say, I decided I'm getting paid an extra 20%. Thank you very much. (laughs) Goodbye. Right? By the same token, an employer can't say, I decided you're going to get paid 20% less. They have an agreement. The employee is going to get paid a certain amount. Neither can change it without the other person's agreement. And if the employer does that, the employee can treat that as a termination. It's a breach of the agreement. If that happens to you, if you're the employee, remember you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. And for you, the employer, you can't just make unilateral significant changes to the terms of employment. You know, the entire show we talk about, and that is a notice of termination, and another one mistake that employers make is not providing notice of termination in writing, right? Absolutely. So if an employer provides notice of termination, for that notice to be effective, for that notice to count towards the person's termination entitlements, it has to be in writing. It can't be verbal. So if the employer says to the employee, hey, employee, we're letting you go in two months. Your last day is going to be uh, August uh, the 19th. Uh, well... And and then August 19th comes and the employer says goodbye to the employee. That's fine, except those two two months do not count. Mm -hmm. They do not count towards the person's entitlements because it wasn't in writing. So that just means the employer is going to have to pay even more severance. So if the employer provides a notice of termination, it has to be in writing. A lot of employers don't do that. They think they can just let someone go. Uh, and if that happens, it's not effective. It's not going to help the employer. So a uh, very important lesson to keep in mind. We're talking about the biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better. Another one here is for employers, listen up for this one, not having employees sign employment agreements or entering into unenforceable employment agreements, right? The most important thing an employer can do to to give itself flexibility, to give itself the ability to run its business the way it wants, is to have an employee sign an employment agreement, okay, that contains terms that are favorable to the employer. An employer can essentially give itself the power to do almost anything, almost anything, if it says that in the employment agreement. And employers often don't do that. Uh, So for employers, they absolutely should. For employees, the opposite is true. You don't want to sign an employment agreement. You'd rather work on a handshake. Uh, So depending on your perspective, that's very important to remember. The other thing that employers don't do is, yeah, okay, they get someone to sign an employment agreement. But they, it's unenforceable. They don't get the person to sign it on time. They sign it after they start working. They don't give the employee anything in return for signing. Or maybe the agreement is not drafted well, and because of that, it becomes unenforceable. So big mistakes that employers make. Employers should have employment agreements, properly drafted agreements, have the employee sign them before they start working. Uh, and, of course, for employees, everything I just said, the opposite. Don't sign one uh, and, and work on a handshake. Much better for you. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Derek, thanks for uh, for calling in tonight. How are you? Not too bad. And I just want to say thank you, gentlemen. This is such a great resource. Oh, really thanks, appreciate man. Appreciate it. it. Thanks. Okay. Uh, my question is, what's the minimum um, employment duration that you would be owed uh, severance? Great question. There's no minimum, Derek. Yep. That's a great mm-hmm. question. And there's no minimum. So you, you could be owed severance even if you work for a company for a day. Uh, now, it may not be substantial amount of severance, but you would be owed severance. Uh, is this a situation where you lost a job, Derek? Uh, no, this is just over my employment career. I've, you know, I've worked somewhere for like a month, and there was no uh, payment, no talk of any severance or anything like that. I just left. <laughs> the only way that the, you wouldn't get severance after a month legally is if you signed an employment agreement that specifically gives the company the power, let's say in the first three months, to let you go without any compensation. If you signed an employment agreement like that before you started working, then that's fine. If you did not, you absolutely would be owed severance after a month. And, and not only that, Derek, let me say this. You could, after a month's pay, you could be owed a month's severance or even two months' severance, even though you only work for a month. So uh, it's, it's a very important, a very important uh, call because a lot of people may find themselves in that situation. They work for a short period of time, they're let go, they're not getting paid anything, where in fact they should be getting paid a substantial amount. Okay, and uh, my second question is, um, for a trucking company that's uh, federally uh, regulated, are they required to pay overtime? Yes, and generally speaking, it would be over 60 hours a week. Oh, 60. Okay, yeah. so it's not 44. No, unfortunately, not, not for, for, for trucking, uh, not, not for federally regulated trucking. No, it would be 60 hours. Okay, and um, if they're not federally uh, regulated, it's just the normal 44? No, I, I, I believe in that situation, it's a lower threshold. It's 50 hours, but it's still not 44. Okay, um, and so when, when you have a job and uh, you're on um, probation for three months, uh, does the does that minimum severance kick in then too? Unless I signed an agreement that they don't owe me anything. So so they don't owe you anything only if you signed an agreement that says that explicitly. Okay, that's the only way you don't get anything. If if you if you don't have a written agreement or if your written agreement doesn't say that, then even after a day, a week, a month, you're absolutely owed severance. Great, thank you so much. Have a great evening, guys. You too. Derek, appreciate that. We can tell that Derek listened to the show before because all of his questions kind of led into something that we've talked about in past shows over I don't know how many years. So uh, so good on Derek for calling in and getting the information, even though he was uh, already pr- pretty well equipped as far as employment knowledge is concerned. Do you still have uh, lots of time for yourself? 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That is uh, toll-free. We are talking about, in the meantime, biggest mistakes that employers make because they just don't know any better. Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, and Derek touched on it, believing that probation periods are assumed. Well, I guess I'm on probation. I just started a job, right? Absolutely. It's a very good point. And employers believe that. And certainly employees do as well. Mm-hmm. It's assumed. Well, he just started with us. So, hey, there's this three-month probation. No. There's no such thing as probation that's automatic. The law does not impose probation. Probation has to be created by way of an employment agreement. Okay, so uh, that's very important to remember because if you're let go, if you worked for two months or, you know, Derek gave a situation, you worked for a month, you're owed severance. Absolutely you're owed severance unless, as I said to Derek, unless you signed an agreement that puts you on probation, that allows them to let you go without that compensation. 
If that's what you, you, you've agreed to, no problem. But beyond that, no, you're owed severance. Very, very, very important to remember. And, and in many situations, you may sign an agreement that says you're on probation. But if it doesn't continue to say you're on probation and we can let you go without any compensation, then you're still owed severance. How many times can you be put on probation? Can they extend it indefinitely? Oh, I guess not indefinitely, but how many times can they extend it, if at all? Realistically, anything more yeah. than three months is not really going to be effective because you can only let right. someone go without compensation in the first three months if that's what the employment agreement says. Makes sense. We'll move on to uh, to Ross. You've still got some time. Hey, Ross, good evening. Hi, I've got a question. Um, sure. I got injured uh, five years ago, right? And I'm going through the process with WSIB. And I'm at Tribunal right now, right? Now, my only question is that I've been on long-term disability because I'm part of management, right? So I found out in the last year or so that they actually reduced my salary. It's because I get a compensation every year, right? So, for example, if I make $60,000, they actually reduced it to $30,000. And it's only because I'm able to work four hours a day. So, so you are working a bit right now? Yes, I am. I am actually working 20 hours a week, and my long-term disability is paying the difference of and, my so, 40 and, hours. And for those 20 hours a week that you work, your employer just reduced the pay for those 20 hours? That's right. Uh, so basically, my compensation, for example, is $60,000 a year. They actually yes. reduced it to $30,000 a year. So if I get a bonus of 4%, it's only going to be based on 30000 as opposed to 60000 yeah. No, they, they, they cannot reduce your compensation, regardless of the circumstances. If if that if your compensation is 60, they can't reduce it, not to 30, not to 40, not to 50. So you, you, you have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, as long as this didn't happen too long ago. We're, we have to get off air now, but I want you to call me as soon as possible for us to discuss this privately, and I'll help you get this resolved. Ross, appreciate the final call of the night, and thank you for all your contributions and listening in. You want to reach out further now that we're done until the weekend, one 821 5900 Always use severancepaycalculator.com. You know that by now. We will catch you on the weekend shows and, of course, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV coming up on the weekend as well.